piensa, ¿eh? Coño, que yo te vivo llamando y tú no contestas el teléfono, coño, dime. Medicina de amor, quiero de ti, porque tú eres la mujer que me puede Oh my God, shout out to you, I'll never get tired of that. <laughs> And my mom, too. What's up? This is the Seeing Vedwenza podcast. Again, I'm not changing the name, so learn how to roll your R's. Learn some fucking Spanish. Seeing Vedwenza. <sighs> My camera guy and a, and a friend, he's more than just a camera guy, he's a friend, um, decided to tell me. Let me make this dramatic really quick. Hold on. I gotta make this super, super dramatic because that's who I am. Oh man, this motherfucker. Hey. Yeah. This motherfucker came back from Texas and was like, yo. I was like, you need to fade, right? He was like, nah, I found a barber in Texas. Leaving me, dipping out on me. That's how the fuck I feel about that. Quickly. He just went to Texas and found another barber just like that. I'm fucking replaceable. But what else is new in life? Everybody is fucking replaceable. What's good, guys? What's popping? So, I'm going to start off the way I usually do with the weekend. I was at a lounge last night, which is not my scene at all. It was a hookah lounge. I'm the fakest fucking Dominican you'll ever meet, honestly. You'll catch me at like a bar, like like uh, this. Okay, so this this is excluded. I tried out Camp Nowhere. Um, Rhode Islanders know what it is. Outside um, Rhode Island listeners, it's a it's a bar. But it has like a fucking country feel, and they play nothing but country music, and it's sickening. But other than that, you'll catch me at a bar. You'll catch me at like, I wouldn't say a club, kind of like just like a like a venue where there's a DJ, and it's not like it's not fucking flashing strobe lights and hookah blowing in your face one direction, and like mad fucking. Big ass, chubby ass Dominican niggas next to you getting like grinded on and just all the sweat and like must and mist is just like coming your way and just smacking you in the face. That's not my scene. And then for some reason, like at these events, at, at the at the lounge and club events, the, the music is like so much louder. So you're just. And somebody's trying to fucking talk to you. And you're just like, what? Get Somebody it. was telling me yesterday. Text a message, I don't know who this is. This is ASAP, right? Flexing on these niggas, what? every bone and muscle. This is ASAP. Taking shots and never hurting them. What? Even then, y'all don't worry. This none. is ASAP. Like to get and at that point, when I don't fucking hear what you're saying, and shout out so I'm really just like, yeah, bro. What did I just say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just say fucking yeah, because I don't know what the fuck is being said. I can't fucking hear you. Yeah, I was I was at one of those yesterday. Sky Lounge. It's a dope spot. Um, it's just not my scene. I, I'm the fakest Dominican you will ever meet. Absolutely guaranteed. Phil will probably is the whitest motherfucker in this room. 
he will probably be at one of those things doing a better job than I would at being Dominican at one of these spots. This dude has a Dominican keychain, by the way, just so you guys know. You got to meet him. He's like the only other like follow on the Seeing Vergüenza page. Um, Another thing that happened to me this week is... Oh, real quick. On the way over here, I saw a motherfucking house that was in my dream three weeks ago. That's fucked up. So now, like, on the way over here, like, I'm a little, like, off right now because on the way over here, I was, like, having anxiety because I just do that. I just give myself anxiety about shit. And I was just giving myself anxiety about the fact that I saw a house for the first time out here that I've seen in my dream three weeks ago. What? That's fucked up. And I'm pretty, like, like they call that, uh, I don't know if, if that's the same thing as deja vu. I don't fucking know, bro, but that's fucked up. There's no reason why I should see a house in person that I already saw in my dream three weeks ago that I've never been around. I've never been around the area I was driving through. It was just like there, and I was like, bro, that's fucked up. Anyway, back to like the beginning of my week. Um, I saw a fucking mouse in my house. And I instantly could not fall asleep. Instantly. And all motherfuckers were saying to me when I was like venting to them about it, they were like, yo, you pussy. Them niggas can't even do nothing. They scared of you. Well, listen. Where I come from, mice and rats, they're not scared of you. And I promise you that. You're scared of them. A long time ago, in a city not too far away, your boy Jimmy grew up in Washington Heights and then raised in Harlem. All over fucking New York, these motherfuckers is like not only brolic as fuck, but they have the biggest balls you'll ever see on an animal. Like these niggas will come up to you just like, yo. These niggas will really come up to you like. Do you get the picture yet? Do you get it yet? They're like, like one time I was just in front of my grandmother's crib. This is a real story. I was in front of my grandmother's crib. And these rats, like if I could describe them to you, they're just like, just imagine little fucking Hulk rats. Like, they, none of them are actually small. They're fucking huge. Like, the smallest rat or mouse, the, the mouse is the smaller one, I guess. The smallest mouse for the video people is, like, this big, not including the tail. And I just, I just held up a water bottle if you're just listening. That's how fucking small the smallest mouse in New York is. And then... They're ballsy. You don't have to be from New York to know. There's fucking ratchet-ass videos that pop up all the time of, like, New York mice and rats that just fucking pull up on you and grab your pizza off of your hand in the train. Like, it's theirs. Bro, I'm in front of my grandmother's crib. We're, like, getting ready for church or whatever the fuck I was doing when I was, like, 11 years old on a Sunday. And this fucking mouse comes out of the basement of her apartment and just runs up on me and chases me. 
I came out here to Rhode Island one summer, and I seen, I was with my cousin, and I seen his friend, white boy, fucking chasing the mouse. And he's like, let's dissect it. And like on some, I'm definitely going to be a future serial killer type shit, but we're just going to ignore that right now. He's just chasing a mouse and wants to dissect it for some reason. I wish I could chase a mouse. Where I'm from, they chase you. They just pull up out of the basement and it's... That's what happens. That's what the fuck happens. So this shit came out of the basement and literally chased me. Like, I didn't start running early. I promise you that. Like, this is where the... This is the origin of the fear. I'm literally just sitting there and I'm like, this shit's just gonna run past me. No, this shit starts running towards me like it wants to jump up my leg just to just to fucking do it just to be like nigga you're pussy i'm going to bully you today and i ran and the whole time it was that is the attitude of a rodent in the 212 that is the attitude of a rat or a mouse in the 212 so that is why i feel this way about these fucking creatures I call them creatures. Because in New York, I swear to God, there has to be like some type of power plant or like some type of like mutate. Like they must have been exposed to like some type of like mutation, some gamma radiation. Like the same. If you don't know what gamma radiation is, it's like basically the same exposure that like Bruce Banner was exposed to that made him Hulk. That's what the fuck these niggas is around. They, they just, there's got to be this area in New York where they just like, they're just exposed to fucking like some type of like radiation that just makes them all fucked up. And if you if you haven't seen the movie, this this didn't help it anymore either. My dad, my dad, shout out to my dad. He's he's gonna be listening to this shit. He already he's already a fan. Love that nigga. Um, he put me onto a movie when I was a kid because he he was also huge huge i'm afraid of a little mouse guy but th this is where we grew up i'm describing it he put me onto a movie called uh food of the gods nah didn't see it food of the gods there was a part one and a part two part two i think was like fucking insects and all that shit part one was giant ass fucking mice like n like big like people size and even bigger than people like it, it if I, I looked it up today out of curiosity and the shit is like a 4.2 on like imdb it's a trash but scary ass horror movie and it was different and it was just like the i think the the summary was like a bunch of like mice went to this like area and ate like fucking mutated shit or whatever and they grew and they just started like feasting on people and my dad put me onto that movie and like that just made my childhood even worse so i think it was this fucked up way of saying yo um i watched this fucked up movie when i was little so i'm gonna fuck you up because that's life i'm just gonna hand down my my sickness to you thanks dad i appreciate you so much so i didn't sleep that night real shit like i hopped on my couch I fucking kept two lights on because for whatever reason in my mind, if you keep two lights on and you keep music on or something, I had, so I had two lights on. I told Alexa to play uh, Astro World on volume four to respect the baby, obviously. And I also was uh, playing FIFA until I fell asleep. 
And I just kept looking around, like if the fucking feds were going to bust through the door and I was like fucking El Chapo or some shit. And I didn't sleep that night. And the fucked up part about that night is that the next day, I had to go to a place. And I play this song because I'm going to describe this place. This song, apparently, Hotel California, is about hell on earth. I've always been told that. Yeah, you heard that too, right? So, Hotel California, apparently, is about hell on earth. And there's a bunch of songs in the music industry where they try to tell you, you know, this is about hell, or this is about, there's some subliminal thing. If, if anyone doesn't rise to this occasion, I'm going to do it. I'm going to make a song called the Department of Motor Vehicles because that is literally hell on earth. So your boy went to the fucking DMV after that night on no sleep. Luckily got a coffee, but that just fucking triggered my anxiety even more. When I go to the DMV, my anxiety is fucking real as fuck. Real as fuck. Because you walk in there and if you're like me, you're not a fucking people person, naturally. Like, not enough to fucking deal with the, the amount of people and the type of people at the DMV. At the Cranston one, if you're a local listener. So, it's an automatic, like, Kalanapin or two, for sure. Absolutely, positively. I walk in there, and I automatically go to the side where there's, like, less people. But the fucked up part about that is the side with less people is the side that you don't have phone service on. So you have to like either be social or just sit in silence and just you got to pick your poison. Because the other side that has a lot of people, that's the side that has phone service. But if you want to die of claustrophobia, then you go on that side. Me, I was a little fucking conflicted. And I'm antisocial. So I don't want to be around mad people. With my luck, I go to the non-people side where there's n- the phone service is terrible. And my anti-social ass with the fucking social anxiety at the DMV gets lucky enough to deal with an old, you know, this old Dominican guy who needs a translator. And he comes up to me. He's like, Papi, necesito ayuda. In, Spanish, in, in English, that's, yo, Papi, I need help. And, yeah, they just call you Papi, like, yeah, this son, every one of them. Um, and he just comes up, and I'm like, you know what, I'm not an asshole, so I'm going to fucking help this dude out. And he walks me over to the, to the lady at, in the section where you take tests. And I'm, I'm, like, trying to tell this dude, like, yo, you need to be in that long-ass line over there, bro. And he's telling me, he's like, I came here, and I failed the test. Can you tell her to just give me the test again? And... We could just call it a day, and I'm like, bro, that's not going to happen. You got to go in that line. So I have to get up from the fucking the antisocial side of the DMV and walk over to the people side to tell this lady to please hand this kind old Dominican man another test so he can get over with. And she tells him to fuck off and go to the long line. And I just dipped because it got really fucking ugly. And he started saying a whole bunch of shit in Spanish. And she was like, what's he saying? And I was like, yo, he's just going to go back in the line. That's it. He's, he didn't say anything. 
oh, he sounded a little aggressive. No, he's just going back in the line. I promise. That's he's he's just explaining how many people are in the line and and how he, he how he failed the test. It's it's really nothing. It's no big deal. Um, <sighs> that DMV shit is is a fucking mess. By the way, I saw out when I was in line in the line with with my filled out sheet getting ready to just hand it to them and get my ticket or whatever. I seen this lady <laughs> I seen this lady with her son bugging on him because he lost his fucking license. And you could tell she had to call out of work. You could tell that he fucking had to miss school and she was just like, you need to get your fucking shit together and just bugging on him. Like and he did the usual like not not all white moms tolerate this shit, but this is the this is this is something I don't understand that I realized again at the DMV that I always realize when I see it. Some white boys and even like little white girls, they have these like fucking little white boy, white girl tempers on their moms that I don't understand how the fuck they get away with the shit that they get away with. Cause this nigga was like, You didn't have to fucking come here. I could have fucking came here myself. You just want to fucking complain about everything. You're such a fucking bitch. I hate you. I could have came here with dad. Like, oh, dad doesn't beat you either? At all? No? Okay. If I said, like, half of one of those words to my mom, she would have chased me with a sandal until the edge of the earth. And I don't believe in flat earth. But she would have made me go to the edge of the earth, even with the earth being round, with the sandal. If I said half of one of those words in that first sentence, how the fuck do some of these like little like temper tantrum white boys get away with the shit? I don't fucking know. I've heard it since like Xbox 360 days on live. Mom, shut the fuck up. I'm trying to kill this nigger on the... I don't know. I don't fucking know. How you get away with it, I don't know. Because if I even, like, just look at my mom the wrong way, the chancleta or the belt is coming out. And just know, I'm fucked. But you niggas could fucking, I don't know, bro. It, it just doesn't, it never made sense to me at all. Um, Real quick, before I forget, because last week I had this in my mind and I knew I forgot something and I wanted to bring it up this week. Hobbs versus Shaw. And Phil, your boy Jared is looking forward to this movie. Hobbs versus Shaw. Another Fast and Furious movie. <sighs> You're looking up pictures of New York City rats. Not another rock movie. Not another Fast and Furious movie. Really? Okay. So this is what I love about Fast and Furious fans. Like, a lot of them right now. They literally, like, sit... I'm like, what's your opinion on Fast and Furious? Because I don't fucking like them. I don't. For, first and foremost, I do not like the Fast and Furious movies at all. Like, I watched the first and second one. And even then, I was just watching it because my brother, I love my brother to death, so, and I respect his opinion, I value his opinion, so I watched the first two movies, and I was like, yo, I'll watch them. And they were like, they were good. I'm not a huge, like, 
just straight action and not really that much plot guy like oh, explosions and all that shit. I want some I want something with substance. And uh like Fast and Furious is just constant like how fast can this fucking car go? How far can this nigga jump from one building to the next? And it just got so fucking stupid. So that's how those movies always were. Then The Rock came in, and they just added a little more salt and pepper to it. That's all. Because it was always ridiculous. So they added The Rock to it. So you talk to a Fast and Furious fan, and they're, always, they're, they're like, they were good, but then The Rock got involved, and it was a lot of unrealistic things. Really? It was never unrealistic? Ever? Okay. Every Fast and Furious movie and rock movie is unrealistic as fuck. Hate to break it to you. So they're a match made in heaven. It was bound to happen. Now you're complaining about Hobbs versus Shaw and all these movies coming out. And there's some people like me and Phil's friend, Jared, who I can't fucking wait, dude. Dude, I can't fucking wait. They're just getting all like fucking feeling themselves up about The Rock. I can't fucking wait, dude. I can't wait to see The Rock jump from fucking 168th Street to 172nd. That's like that's like fucking 64 buildings, dude. I can't fucking wait. Bro. Fuck The Rock. Fuck the Fast and Furious franchise. Straight up. Because it's unrealistic. And I had a conversation with somebody who really had the balls to be like, well, you like superhero movies. Yeah, nigga. Captain America went through a fucking experimental process to become that fucking, like, unrealistic. Bruce Banner went through, like, gamma radiation to become the Hulk. These niggas, like, you're talking about shit happens to them for them to do this. Okay. They're not regular people. The Rock is a regular nigga who takes steroids and is at the gym and he's just fucking like, even if he doesn't take steroids, he's just eating like fucking 20 steaks a day and is a maniac and works out and he's the fucking man. I love, I love The Rock, but the, like, it's not his fault. I really feel like The Rock just walks into to like these, these casting calls or whatever and, and their original idea was... So, you know, their original idea when they sit down about a movie, let's say about a movie about some guy who I'm just going to throw out an a action f movie plot out there. You're good. Um, guy sitting on the train with his daughter. His daughter gets taken there. She's being held hostage in a church that's like in Rome and the dudes in Chicago. And they're just like, you know what? The plot is just going to be, he's gonna, she's going to get taken, and the guy is going to get help from his long-lost brother, who is a former Marine, and that guy is going to save the day. So here's The Rock walking in, and you think he's going to get casted as the brother. But then they're like, you know what, Dwayne, scratch the brother. We're going to make you the dad who was a loser his whole life, and then out of nowhere just has the ability to just fucking crash the train and go to Rome and fucking take the daughter back 
and kill 82 people by himself. I don't think it's The Rock's fault. I just think people look at The Rock and they're like, this nigga is Superman. We're going to make him do everything. They made a fucking skyscraper movie where this nigga, like, I didn't watch it, but the trailer looked ridiculous. And I was like, yo, they just, they, they just love The Rock. Honestly, they just love sucking The Rock. So this person was literally like, yo, you like your superhero movies, though. And they do unrealistic shit. Bro. One got bitten by a radioactive spider. Another one crashed into our planet from another planet and sucks the energy out of the sun. And he's Superman. The other one, and, and, and let's make this the regular human being one. And even then, whatever. His parents got shot and he just fucking went crazy and went to go train with like ninjas across the ocean and came back and... Now he dresses as a bat and he doesn't fuck around. All of these niggas have logical stories leading up. The Rock was the Rock is just a regular person. And these niggas are all just regular people who like are just extreme Uber drivers. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done talking about this shit. Just don't compare Fast and Furious to superhero movies because superhero movies have a fucking plot. Fast and Furious is just niggas running around, there's some evil nigga or a cop. Or a dirt. I don't fucking know, but I'm good. I'm good with the Fast and Furious movies. We don't need another one, and we don't need The Rock. We don't need to know how far The Rock can jump, or just we 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 know he's a beast. That's it. We see his fucking long gym Instagram videos. It's fine. It's cool. We're good. I wanted to 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 touch on this really quick because this was funny to me. Something happened on Twitter this weekend Lil Uzi came back he retired from music I did I did not think that that was gonna last if you thought that that was gonna last then you probably still think wrestling is real but Lil Uzi came back and all of my local heads in Providence this is what happened on Twitter Guys, Lil Uzi has a plug. From Providence. Rewind that one more time. Yo, yo, yo. Rewind that shit one, one more time. Oh, my God. We need to find out who the fuck this plug is. We need to find out who the fuck... Yo, play that shit one more time. Let's just not be mistaken. Let's just let's just play that shit one more time. I need to see who. The, let me let me just hear him say the city one more time. All right. What we need to do is all collectively go on Twitter and beg the masses to let us know who Lil Uzi's plug is. 
I have never seen so many fucking people be down to snitch on somebody. You guys literally all lined up on Twitter and was like, yo, let's fucking rat whoever the fuck Lil Uzi's plug is in Providence. Let's find out. Dumbasses. Do you understand that? And I know this, and I'm not from around here. Providence was once, maybe still is, I don't know, but I know for sure that it once was like one of the mob, the Italian mob capitals of the world. And all with that one Twitter shit that you had going on where you wanted to bag up Lil Uzi's plug from Providence, collectively, all of the Vinnies, all of the Paulies, all of the Tommies, all of the Jimmies, they all, all the motherfucking bosses that were on Federal Hill smoking cigars and having chicken franchise are all rolling in their fucking grave because they realize that Providence is a city of snitches. Alexander Wayne, bitch, I came from Providence. Got a plug, bring that shit right from Providence. Kill a op. Find out who Lil Uzi's plug is. Bro. Bro. Nigga, please. That's all I have to say. That's a new uh, sound clip, by the way, I'm, I'm introducing. It's uh, from The People versus O.J. Simpson. It's a really good show on Netflix. Check it out. It's Johnny Cochran looking at, uh, I forget his name. He's just looking at him in court and he goes, nigga, please. That's a new sound clip I'm introducing. But for real, you guys really were trying to bag up Lil Uzi's plug from Providence. One of your own kin. That's so fucked. Look into yourselves. <sighs> I saw that shit at the gym. And I was just like, bro, these motherfuckers is really trying to rat motherfuckers out right now. And I saw that at the gym. And at the gym... Ladies and gentlemen, I have been going to the gym for like a month straight. Oh, shit, right? Yeah, a month straight. So I'm starting to feel like that's my second home now. Like, it's like legit. Like, I'm like the other day at work, the work is the toughest part. Work is probably easily the toughest part of like dieting and, and just, or just being fit or just trying to like stay in shape. Like, work is the toughest part because you go in, like, people like me and Phil, the people we work with, most of them are just coming back with, like, bullshit. And you're just sitting there with, like, overnight oats or, like, uh, just some prep shit that's good, but you just smell, like, somebody's fucking Wendy's and you're like, yo. And Friday night, I fucking drove from work. I was like, yo, I don't give a fuck. My fucking cheat meal is supposed to be Saturday night. I'm going to have Antonio's. I'm going to fucking stuff my face with pizza. But you know what? Right now, I'm going to Chick-fil-A because I'm fucking done with this shit. I drove to Chick-fil-A, stood in front of Chick-fil-A for 10 minutes, and was like, nah. Guess I'm going to have to bite the bullet and go to Panera Bread and get a salad and go home and jerk off to that Chick-fil-A sandwich. That's it. That's what, what else can you do? But at the gym, it's, it's becoming my second home, and 
it's becoming my second home so much that I'm getting pissed off at shit that I see. Like, going up to a water fountain and seeing that somebody just took out their gum and just left it at the at the bubbler, or going up to somebody who's going up to a machine and motherfuckers just sitting there. And this shit, this shit's just giving me more motivation. Like I'm going to the gym so much that it's feeling like my second home. And when I see this shit, I just get crazy. I want to roll it up. I want to fucking get jacked so I can just go up to niggas and be like, yo, act right. Get the fuck up. Get off your fucking phone. Just fucking just like become a full blown juice head and just bug the fuck out. Just like bug out. Yo, get the fuck off the machine right now. What the fuck are you doing? This is the gym. You don't just sit. You fucking pick shit up. You put it down. You sweat your ass off on the cardio. You bleed out of your ass. I just want to fucking go up to people and just bug out now. That's how, that is how like at home I feel at the gym that when dumb shit happens, that's what the fuck, that's where I'm going to get to. Honestly, get off your phone. Respect the house that the gods built or some shit like that. Some shit that some steroid head would say. I get them now. I get them. I used to be at Planet Fitness and be like, yo, let's ring the, the what is it, the lunk alarm. Now, I'm the nigga you're going to ring the lunk alarm on because I'm bugging the fuck out if you're sitting at a machine and you're on your phone. Get the fuck up. I'm roiding up, and I'm fucking coming at people at the gym. Swear to God. Oh, my God. Oh, you know what else pissed me off? I I noticed it again this weekend, and I've always noticed it, but I noticed it this weekend when I saw it again. White girls who say they're mixed. Like, nothing else in them but whiteness. And I love white girls. History shows it. My daughter is white. I have no problem with white girls. All types. Italian, Irish, French. Uh, I've, I don't think I've ever been with a Russian. But like all white girls. I have no fucking issues whatsoever. But there's those like bougie. I took a 23andMe test once. And I'm mixed. You're not mixed. You're not mixed. You are Italian, French, Polish, Irish, and that's it. So you're basically telling me that if I fucking went to Haagen-Dazs, Ben and Jerry's, Cold Stone, Newport Creamery, and ordered vanilla ice cream from every single one of them spots and put it in a fucking bowl, I could say that it's mixed. I could say that it's a mixed bowl of ice cream. You're not fucking mixed. You're different types of vanilla. That's it. Unless... You are a white girl who has something other than a type of vanilla 
then f- just don't fucking say it. That's it. Honestly, if you come up to me like that again with some shit like that, or I just see it on my Instagram, this is this is. Johnny Cochran. <sighs> so I went to Air Max Eve, fire ass event, awesome event for sneakerheads in the community. I hope it happens again. Um, in the future, if it doesn't, you missed out. It was amazing. Um, I had a conversation with Where's Nasty about the current climate of, you know, th- how sensitive people are, and you and you, the the uh, the current climate of like canceling everybody and 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 boycotting everybody, and that shit got sparked by uh, a joke. Um, Beato, you know Beato. Everybody knows Beato. He's easily the hottest DJ in the state um, right now, and. He he was playing um, Michael Jackson at Machines with Magnus for Air Max Eve. And I said a joke to him. I looked at him. I said, yo, you got to take this shit off. Michael Jackson's canceled. And uh, where's Nasty J? He was like, yo, he just said Michael Jackson canceled. And Beato was like, I don't give a fuck. Yo, everything is canceled. And I keep I keep fucking telling, like, I keep running into, like, the Michael Jackson thing. I avoided the documentary myself personally, like the plague. I'm not watching it. I promised myself that I'm not watching it. And it's not like a, a promise that like it's hard to keep. Like it's easily I will not watch it. Cause I don't believe it. Um I just don't. And that's every everybody has their own opinion. And if you believe it, cool. If you don't, you, you don't. And nobody should fucking fight over it. Nobody should get all up in arms about it. Everybody has an opinion and that's it. If you want to boycott, cool. If you don't, whatever. But this whole taking Michael Jackson off the radio, banning Michael Jackson, stop playing Michael Jackson, the motherfucker is dead. So you're not affecting him at all. There is no wallet there to take money away from. There's just, there's nothing there. And the shit with with music or just everything in general right now is I feel like I understand some of the cancellations. I understand some of the boycotts. R. Kelly is a definite one for me. Like I, you know, that was that was to me. I didn't understand that because R. Kelly, um, just should have, if anything, should have been canceled a long time ago. Because when I was like ten or eleven. And and R. Kelly was on, me and my brother had it on, uh, you know, at the time it was like MTV or Music Choice, or when Music Choice was coming on or whatever it was, my dad was like, yo, you got to take this shit off, man. This nigga pees on younger girls. And I was like, all right, dad, cool. I'll take it off. And that's it. I took that statement very seriously. I didn't, I didn't listen to R. Kelly like that and I didn't feel the need to. I wasn't going out of my way. For some reason, a documentary comes out, R. Kelly's canceled. I respect it. Like I said, I understand that one, but I just feel like right now, it's the age of sensitivity, and it's the age of we need to fucking cancel everything. We need to cancel everybody. And I had a little fun earlier, of course, like I would. And I looked up some songs. And this is how I feel like shit's just, to me, shit's just going to get worse from here. Shit's just gonna get worse from here. There's gonna be newer shit to be sensitive and and uh, 
offended over in the next like couple years. Like if I play this right now, I feel like anybody having a conversation right now in this current climate. Okay, you need to take that off right now. He says pretty young thing in the beginning of that song and you know who that's about. Canceled. You're back now at the Jack Off Hour. This is DJ Easy Dick. Okay, first of all, I have a problem with this intro. It's a little too dirty for me. Let's fast forward to Snoop Dogg's part real quick. Okay, more dick, really? Okay, the pussy is mine. He's just like saying that the pussy's his. He's not even like talking to the girl about it. Really? Canceled. Where's all the music going? I don't fucking know because it's all getting canceled. That's where we're headed. Oh no, don't let it be this one now. I ain't okay. got no motherfucker. So I fuck your bitch, you fat motherfucker. Okay, I can't do this. Two guys got shot over this. I'm not doing it. We don't condone beef anymore. Canceled. Tupac and Biggie. Diddy too, cause he fucking instigated. Canceled. Suge Knight, even though he's in jail, canceled. Suge Knight doesn't even have a song. I feel like it's even gonna get to this. <laughs> You know, a lot of girls be thinking my songs are about them, but this is not to get confused. This one's for you. Baby. Millie Bobby Brown, canceled. That's what the fuck this world is coming to. Everything is getting canceled. I don't cancel shit. I'm, I, I technically was supposed to cancel this right here because of what happened to the guys at Starbucks. Not canceled. Now people are canceling Cardi B. <sighs> For those of you who don't know, Miss Cardi B, um, she there was a video that surfaced of her, and like I do with every other thing, I don't really look that much into it. I I take the information that I need if I'm gonna speak on it, but I'm not gonna look that much into it. There was a video that surfaced of her because it is also the age of digging up your past. I thought fucking girls did that in relationships, but everyone does it now. We're just all going to do it. Digging up your past. They digged up a video of her. Um, it, look, it, it looked like it might have been like in the beginning of her career, and she was basically saying that she would have sex with men and drug men and, then, and rob them. When I first saw this shit, I was like, okay, the drugging part is fucked. I did not think of Bill Cosby at all. I was just like, yo, drugging anybody is fucked. That's it. Simple as that. But everybody fucking, it's, it's 2019, so everybody was like, yo, it's the same thing as Bill Cosby. She's fucked up. I get it. I get it. My my personal opinion on it, if you wanna if you ask me for my personal opinion on it, two wrongs don't make a right. However, women have been wronged for 
years, decades, centuries. And whether they were in silence and the men got away with it or they spoke out and the men got away with it. Women have been wronged for way too long and nothing has been done. And this, something like this happens and under understandably so, women are like, who gives a fuck? Okay. But two wrongs don't make it right. I saw some funny shit that I'm going to go through really quick. And it was, I, I shared my opinion on it, the opinion that I just gave you. And I had some comments. His first one was from this anonymous girl. Bruh, he took a stripper from the Bronx back to his telly to cheat on his wife. This is about the guy that she hooked up with. And when he woke up, his iPod was gone, laughing my ass off. This is so not comparable to the injustice done to women, not just by men in regards to rape or sexual assault, but systematically since the literal beginning of time. I just said that. I understand that. You know, I very obviously am not for rape, sexual assault, robbery, none of that, and I def see where you're coming from, but on a more objective level, I don't really feel bad. So everything you said before that didn't matter. And the memes are hilarious. I get that. I get that. <sighs> drugging somebody is drugging somebody. That's it. It's fucked up. End of story. There's people like comparing it to Bill Cosby, and I wouldn't compare it to Bill Cosby as a whole, no. But I would compare the drugging part to, to Bill Cosby, absolutely. Drugging someone is drugging someone. That's it. Another girl. This is, the, this is the last one I'm doing. Um, she got a DM from somebody, and it was like, worked in a strip club, dated dancers. What he did was assault. What she did was assault and robbery. If she didn't want to have sex. Oh, if she didn't want to have sex, then she shouldn't go to a hotel room with them. Literally the, exam, the same exact thing as Bill Cosby drugging women. And the girl replied, not the same thing at all. Raping numerous women and robbing men are two different things. Cosby plus Cardi sh drugged the victims for very different reasons. <sighs> Nigga, please. Drugging somebody is drugging somebody. It's fucked up. You don't just like drug people. Period. Like, they don't know. You're just fucking dropping some shit in their drink or whatever. You Whatever you did, you're still drugging somebody, bro. In Law and Order, if fucking uh, Elliot Stabler and, and uh, Olivia were there, you fucking drug somebody. That's it. It doesn't matter if you rob them, if you sexually is, you drug somebody. That's it. That shit's fucked up. Now, before we close out the show... I'm going to poke fun at the situation. Cardi B, like I did to like I did to Kodak Black last week, is this it doesn't surprise me cuz she is a real deal New York bitch from Washington Heights, which is the same neighborhood that Jimbo's from. And also the same neighborhood that Jimbo didn't date women in. Because they were fucking real. And I love yo I love my New York girls. But I didn't really date them. It's not a secret. If you go back and fucking ask my fucking classmates in middle school, high school, I probably dated like a whole two girls. 
and and that includes talking to too. Like, here's the thing. I love my woman soft, and I don't mean that by like soft, not tough, not independent, not strong. No, you could be all of those things, but you don't have to be like New York tough. Like I shouldn't. I should be able to sit with you and be soft. I should be able to sit with you and be like, we're in the dark. Nobody's fucking listening. I'm just. It's just me and you. You're so gorgeous. I I love you. I shouldn't have to hear back. I fucking love you too, B. There's no reason for that. There's. I shouldn't have that. That's. That's not. That's something I tell my brother. Like, yo, I fucking love you, B. I'm just trying to act. We're just trying to like not be too soft about it. I love my woman soft. So I didn't date women in New York for that reason. Cardi B is one of those women in New York where. If you fucking talked to her, if you fucking dated her, there's a chance that if you did anything wrong, and it doesn't have to be cheating, it could be like getting fucking food without her, chances are she's going to be like, well, fuck this nigga, I'm taking his fucking shit and I'm out. That's, that is what it's like. Because I have brothers and cousins and friends who all went through some crazy shit with Washington Heights girls, and not all of them. Because I have family members, I have good friends over there, very, like, you know, rare cases. But Cardi B, not surprised. That is all. That is all until next week. B08, thank you. Phil, thank you. Um, I'm not too sure if I'm going to be back next week. If not, I will be back the following week because my ass is going to WrestleMania, even though the card is trash. I'm still going. I'm still hype. It's still WrestleMania. It is what it is. Um, there is an event happening this week, and I believe it is on one second. It is on Wednesday. And I'll tell you real quick. It is Wednesday, April 3rd. And it is $2 Flow, hosted by Gibran, featuring Nino. I can't pronounce this one. Is Israel, Wusu, Aura, Luke Bars, Almighty Yami, Soken, and sounds by Watts Beats. Doors open at 8 p.m., and it's going to be at dusk. It's a $2 event, a lot of great local acts. Make sure you catch that. If I'm missing anything, I will post it. I will let you guys know, but... As usual, I recommend that you show your locals your love. Um, thank you for listening. The video will be will be available probably two days after upload the audio, and I will catch you guys on the flip. This has been Seeing Vedwensa. <laughs>